for everything I prayed for, I got, mm-hmm. which I think is partially true. And the reason why I think everything you prayed for, you submitted before God. But then in that submission, you have humbled yourself to accept what comes hey, next. I got the power. I got the power. I got the, I got the, I got Welcome the power. The Power Up Podcast. Yes. It's your boy Jose, aka Zay, and I got my best friend in the whole wide world, Ashley Paulus, aka AAP in the place to be. Okay, turn it up there. Y'all, y'all make know. some noise for Ashley, y'all. You already know when I do the shoulder roll, you know what time it is. But uh, we are here for another purposeful conversation. And man, I've had a lot of conversations since we last met. And one of the conversations that I want to focus on was with a conversation I had with my barber. Oh, and okay. So for those of you that don't know, Jose and I have the same barber. Um, except but, for today. Except for today. Jose <laughs> yeah. sometimes does his own hair. But, and I messed up my life. Um, we have the same barber, man, who, you know, is somebody that we met while we were, oh, he was fairly young. You know, it's just been a blessing to see him just grow as a man and grow in his business. He's really standing on business yeah. out here. But one of the things that I was talking to him about while um, on the phone and then also while I was getting the cut was, man, just... What does it look like to stay humble? Mm. What does it look like to stay humble, not only in the work that you do, but also as a person, man? What does it look like to stay humble? So, Jose, can you please share with us the world, man? When you think about humility, what does humility mean to you? And then what does it look like practically to stay humble in your craft, as a family man, as a friend, as a brother? Like When you talk about humility, what is that? Well, one that always stood out to me when I think about the definition of humility mm. is from Pastor Mike Patz from okay. Greenhouse Church here in Gainesville. Okay. And about seven years ago, about seven years ago, he said, "Being humble, humility is not about thinking mm. less of yourself; it's just thinking of yourself less." Mm. I'm gonna say that again. Humility, being humble, it's not thinking less of yourself, yeah. but it's just thinking of yourself less. Yeah. Okay. And so what does that look like for you practically? As a like, in noble she, what does that look like for you as a brother? What does that look like for you as a son, as a friend? Dang. We jumped straight into it. I know. We it. got to, but I it's, time to it's, time to she, it's time to cook. It's time to cook. Oh, man. I think humility, what I learned this past weekend, yeah. because we had a five-hour conversation on the way home from Atlanta about being able to humble ourselves when we're wrong or at least admit that we're wrong. (laughs) I laugh because it was an interesting conversation. Okay. Um, And I think Mm. that for me, that's been the theme. Like humility right now, what it looks like for Jose is admitting when he's wrong, apologizing, and just if he hurts people, then acknowledging that as Mm. well. But I used to think like, Back in college, humility was more of me, like not just being, mm-hmm. like not being loud about what I'm doing, what I won, the awards, and all that. Like that, yeah. that's gonna speak for me. Mm-hmm. And I used to feel in college like I still needed to mm. add to the effect, add to the recognition that I was already receiving, mm-hmm. whether it was immediately posting it on social media. Mm-hmm. And he used to convince, convict me a lot, um, and when we first would meet, you're yeah. like, why are you posting that? What was the reason of you needing to mm-hmm. announce that on social media? Yeah. And I said, like, oh, I just wanted to inspire people, you know, with this. 
and you you would be like, no, I know you 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 you're looking at the likes, you're looking mm. at the comments, you're looking at this. So that's a lot of response of that, but that's what it looks like for me in this season right now. It's more about that piece where I'm wrong. Okay. And if others were affected in the midst of me being wrong, like being humble enough to apologize for it. Okay. So from aside from like. Maybe even somebody that you don't per se know, but like I would say, who is the most humble person that you know? Definitely not you. I just play it. No, I always say Ashley's one of the most selfless human beings. But aside aside from that, like who would you have to say is the most is the a great example of humility? Jesus. Okay, talk about Jesus. Jesus. Why? Why in your your well, whenever in grad school I studied mm. leadership, you know, even like the the scientists, the people who created the theories, yes. specifically servant leadership, yes, they could not mention servant leadership without even without mentioning Jesus. Jesus, mm. like these were philosophical scholars, atheists, agnostics, whatever it was in the scientific world creating theories about mm. leadership, but yet servant leadership was the one that every single one of them mentioned Jesus in, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it all goes back to his humility. Mm. Man, so for me, the the but you said it was somebody that I don't know. It's not, <laughs> for the record, I, I, I do I do know Jesus. He just know me. So. He don't know Jesus. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, you know Jesus by now. Um, how often we talk about him? But I would say somebody. Mm. Well, no, I don't want to. Let's go. Mm. Let's let's go that way, bro. I'm in this word. I'm in this word because, yes, yes, I also believe wholeheartedly that Jesus is the greatest example of humility that we'll ever that that we know that we'll ever know you know what I'm saying that we've ever seen that we we all um just want to walk in his likeness Mm -hmm. right we want to walk in in that in his example um one of the things that come to mind is you know in his in one of his last moments with his disciples prior to him being resurrected and spending another 40 days with them but prior to him actually getting on the cross you know, in his Last Supper experience, per se, you know, he takes the time to wrap a towel around mm. him and wash his disciples' feet, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Now, these are people that are way, 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 way sinful, below, I mean, from the craziest to the craziest, from the wildest to the wildest, but yet yeah, Jesus would still take time to wash their feet and, and show them what leadership is. But it also showed them what humility is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are many scriptures that we we discuss that says something along the lines that, man, whoever exalts themselves will be humbled. Mm-hmm. And then whoever remains humble, like, will be exalted. Yeah. And I think for me, man, humility is such a dicey thing to talk about because of the culture that we're in. Because when you think about even me posting something on social media is the act of me letting something be known about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. About hopefully to get some type of credit, to get some type of light, to get some type of acknowledgement on what I'm currently going through mm-hmm. and what I'm currently doing. And so I think even in this culture, man, the the state of humility, not only from what people see on screen, but also from what people see behind the scenes and in your craft. And so to point it back to what the barber and I were talking about, because he's not a new barber, but he's been cutting hair for a long time. He just got his license mm-hmm. recently. And he was saying, like, if I just remain in a state of learning, 
-hmm. If I can always believe that, man, I have something to learn from everyone. There's always room for me to grow. There's always, like, I, I don't need to come in the room like I know it all. Mm. Or like feel like I know it all. Or even if I'm at an expert level, I still need to remain student-hearted. I still need to remain humble in my approach and the way I talk to people and the way I serve people. Like that is going to be what ultimately leads me to where I want to go instead of being boastful and trying to like um, force my way yeah. into things. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And so I know from a humility aspect, tell me a time where you got humility wrong. Like where, where you just or got called out for not being humble. If that's ever happened. I mean, you do it all the time. Okay. So tell me a time where <laughs> recently where it really <laughs> struck you. Uh, mm. I can't remember the context of the conversation, but we were driving to Atlanta. Mm. We were driving to Atlanta and somehow we were talking about something and I had mm. quoted Snoop Dogg <laughs> because he's, there's a meme that yes. goes around to him but also I guess like a sound bite where he's like I want to thank myself. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I okay. laughed about it and then I kept moving and you were like you laughing, but uh, mm. but deep down you believe that. Yes. And that's not the part where I was humble because I disagree with you. Mm -hmm. But it was the, mm. the like, bro, you can't tell me what I was thinking. Like, like who are you to tell me that? Like, I'm laughing about it, but I really meant it on the inside. Yeah. Like, you don't know that. And I think it took humility to just let it go mm. and argue with you about that. For sure. Mm. <laughs> Man, I think for me, an instance to where... I didn't ask, but... I should have stayed humble. <laughs> like, I should have stayed humble. This humbled me so much, you all. And it showed me, like, this, that humility, mm -hmm. for me, is connected to being able to ask questions. And also being able to admit when I don't know something. Yeah, you did like, say that. Like, when I don't know something, when I'm not... And people ask me a question, like... 99% of the time, I'm most likely to say something even if I don't know. Instead of just saying, I don't know, or let's look it up together. Mm -hmm. Because I think there's pride in being able to try to figure something out. Mm -hmm. Which is what I, I want to esteem myself sometimes as a person that knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. But, there's pride in trying to figure something out by yourself. Yes. Facts. You can, you can figure out. Facts. And so in this context, man, I remember I was working for this consulting firm and it was uh, like a client meeting that we had. So it was me, uh, kind of like my manager at the time, and then a client. And, you know, we were on the phone. And they were just talking to us because we were about to do like a big, um, <laughs> like vision type of like, kind of helping them get through the next year. Just really helping vision cast for the year to make sure that they have some clear focuses and goals and outcomes that they can reach. And so they were talking to us about how... Um, you know, they were going to switch everything over from, like, one platform of how they sell, mm. thing, sell things to another platform of how they sell things. Okay. But because I didn't know the distinction between the two platforms, um, I just thought, like, they were creating a whole new platform by itself. Mm -hmm. And that platform that I thought they were creating, thought, what I thought they were creating, y'all, was Shopify. And <laughs> because they were moving all their stuff to Shopify, 
And so I was like, oh, Shopify is cool. It must be something that they're creating. And so now I'm on a call. It's my manager that was on a call with me with the client. But then we have another colleague that we bring on. And so the client's no longer on the phone. It's just me and my two colleagues and my two coworkers. And so the person that wasn't on the phone with the client is asking questions about how the client call went. And, you know, we're, we're talking, we're talking. And then I'm like, yeah, so they're going to create a new system called Shopify to be able to sell their stuff. And so they're, they're you know, switching kind of like their, their platform. They're creating a new one called Shopify. And my manager was like, Ashley, what are you talking about? And my colleague was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And so my manager was like, no, Asley, Shopify is a platform to sell things online. They're just moving their merchandise from one platform to Shopify. It's not something that they're creating. And, <laughs> bro, I was so humbled in that moment. And honestly, truthfully, like, I did not know what the clients were talking about in, in 90% of the call. But I pretended as I, as I did. Mm. And so the, the more responsible thing of me to do was to let them know that I didn't know. I don't know mm -hmm. what Shopify is. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Can somebody please, please bring me up to speed? But mm -hmm. instead, I had to act like a know-it-all mm -hmm. and got humbled, not only in front of my manager, but now in front of my colleague. Yeah. Where I could have just went to my manager privately and said, hey, can you explain to me what just happened on the call? Yeah, no, definitely. Mm. And I think I've been in the same boat um, as well in the sense of... Because mm. I, I, I've also feel like I've been trained... Um, to fake it till I make it, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And so there's yes. a sense of balance because mm. sometimes people are going to doubt you because of how old you look. Mm. Maybe you look too young to be at the table. Maybe you just mm. don't feel like you might be the only person of color at the table. Like All of these things. And there's been situations where I've had to fake it till I, till I make it. Like, I'll take down notes and then go home and research it. But in the moment, I got to come in confident into the room. Otherwise, they're going to talk, talk down on me or mansplain it, like whatever the word is, um, to try to make me feel like I don't know what I'm doing. But I think a lot of times mm. I get invited to these tables or to these rooms when it comes to youth. Yeah. And I may not have been educated for 30 plus years yeah. or even been a leader leading a after school program or whatever, but I spent enough time working with students one-on-one mm. -on -one in group settings that God opened that door for me to be in that room. Mm. But even when they're talking about data and metrics and students and when it comes to all of that and grant requirements, mm. I don't know what they're saying, but I just sit in there. But then there's been times where I've I've looked crazy. <laughs> I've, I've looked crazy and I hate looking crazy. Um, that mm. immediately I just want to like, like shrink and yeah. go hide somewhere yeah. <laughs> and pray that they just forgot about what I said or what I did kind of thing. Mm. Now, I'm reminded of the scripture that talks about how like it's better to be told to come up here at the table than trying to um, get a seat at the table and then be told that that seat was somebody else. Mm. You, said, you know, you that way. it's from scripture. It's from Proverbs. And this is what I want to stay on what you said for just a minute, because I think naturally me and you are people pleasers and, Ooh. Ooh. and we are, we are, Ooh. he's speaking for both we of us. We are, we want to not look uh, crazy, right? So, and we want to kind of not even the word is not protect ourselves but i think in our need to protect 
who we are. We feel the need to then overcompensate with our effort, with our energy, with our words to let people know that we know what we're talking about when we're in the room. And I love that you said that because in business, we've done the same thing and mm. we've actually either lost money mm. or we're stressed out because yeah. now we're trying to deliver something that we're not even like experts in. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, we felt like we needed to say yes. And now you and I are trying to scramble and trying to figure out how mm-hmm. we're going to make this thing happen. And by God's grace, it happens, but it caused so much mm. like lack of sleep and stress mm-hmm. and and just losing money or spending mm-hmm. too much money on something that we didn't have to spend on, but because we overpromised on something that we were even prepared for. Mm-hmm. But I think too, within that, it's it's learning from that and not doing that again. <laughs> but I think too, it's the being humble enough to say, man, like this is not my lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't have to be all things to all people, mm-hmm. and also too, I don't have to prove to you that I belong here. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wanted to get to. Because mm-hmm. I think the what keeps me from being humble a lot of times is me feeling like I have to prove why I'm here. I have to prove why I can speak to to students. I have to prove why I have a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. But if I'm trying to prove something, that means I'm still taking people's approval yeah. as my utmost mark to try to reach. Yeah, yeah. When uh, truthfully, they're probably not even thinking about me, caring about me, or wanting to hear what I have to say. But I'm spending all this energy and effort trying to show myself to be worth something instead of just letting my actions show for it when it's time. Mm-hmm. Right? Because when, when the lights come on and when it's showtime, that's when the work will reveal itself. Mm-hmm. Rather than us having to put an extra stamp on what we know we can already do. But... Where do you feel like that comes from, though? Is it is it because deep down, like, people were saying, oh, well, you know, you are the minority. Like, oh, man, like, nobody does make it out of Hamilton County like this. And so you feel like you had to overcompensate for that by sharing what you've had to overcome, but then also, too, like, letting people know, like, I belong here. Where does what come from? Just that. Like, make that feeling that I have to prove myself. I had to prove um, myself. I had to prove why I'm in this room. I gotta show what I know. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think because I grew up in a community that was small. Okay. Um. Oh, I want to bring something up to you too. I was gonna bring it up in private, but I'll, I'll bring it up in public. Do it then. I'll help somebody. It's not about you. It's about me. Go ahead. Um. But I'm gonna bookmark that. So I grew up in a community where it was a small town, poverty. Mm. Um. Mm. Even I grew up in a low-income home, single parent, all of that. And I went to school every day mm. excelling. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to just... I used to be the only Mexican in my AP classes, mm. like, in my honor classes. And I would... Mm. Even though I would make straight A's, I was never the guy that they were like, oh, he's going to be valedictorian. Mm. Um he's going to go to a university like 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 they ha- they like and I'm t- when I say they I'm talking about my educators not my mm. peers 
like the educators, the counselors, the administrators, yeah. like they, they saw me being smart, being disciplined, being motivated, and they knew that I would be successful. Mm. But when it came to the dreaming, the big things like being valedictorian, going to a four year university, getting full ride scholarships, and doing stuff like that, mm. like I wasn't on top of the list. Mm. You know, I, I, I didn't have the super 4.5 you know, unweighted GPA and all of that. Like I had like maybe a 3.9 or 4.0, you know, kind of thing. And so I say that because whenever I got into a four-year university, it was a shock to people. Whenever I um, even graduated from college on time, like that was a shock Mm. to people. Whenever, and then I thought I was done with that. But then whenever I got to UF, and I was selected as commencement speaker. The first question that everybody asked mm. me was, oh, you must have had the highest GPA in the college mm-hmm. to get that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, actually, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I struggled freshman year. My GPA was like a 3.2 by the time I graduated college. But it was like, it, mm. it was so much more that made up Jose mm. that gave me that opportunity. But people look straight at, like, the numbers mm. and all of that. And I think for me, I've always had to, felt like I needed to, um, work double mm. to be able to get to where I'm at. Mm. And so uh, now I'm in a place where I have nobody to make proud except for like my business partner. Not even And I say that because even in high school, it was like, I got to make my dad proud of My dad never says I'm proud of you. So I got to mm. do it for somebody else that's going to say that they're proud of me. Mm. Like somebody else that's going to give me the thumbs up, the ring mm. or the, the neck, the like the medal, like whatever that looks like. And so I did, didn't get that. And then, mm. but then I got to a place where I was like, you know what? I don't need my dad's approval. I don't need my family's approval. I don't need my community's approval. I don't need this. I don't need that. I just need God's approval. Mm. And I think that's where like that freedom came mm. from. And that's the that's what we're talking about, right? Because if Jesus is the example of God here on earth, mm-hmm. um, fully God, fully man, and yet still in all of that, like humbling himself mm-hmm. to serve mm-hmm. human beings. Human beings, bruh. Yeah. Get on his knees, wash dirty feet, like it it doesn't get there. Oh, it's so difficult to think of a greater picture in my mind of what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a brother? What does it mean to be a businessman or like whatever you find your hand to do or whatever you decide to journey you decide to embark on? Like there's no if you feel like you have something to prove, you're destined to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you are playing a game that is not in your favor. Yeah. Because you're yeah. playing other people's rules. Mm. And you're playing to other people's judgment and other people's perspective. Well, really, the ultimate judgment that we're going to face, like you said, mm-hmm. is from what we believe, from God. God has yeah. given us yeah, the yeah. ultimate judgments on who we are, who we were, how we could have been. X, Y, and Z, like all the things that happen in public and in private. But in, at the end of it, though, to be humble is to be okay with not knowing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, to be humble is to be okay with serving. Mm-hmm. To be humble is to be okay with just letting the work do the talking. Yeah, I agree. And I think for me, I now spend my life where mm-hmm. I literally... 
I don't waste time mm. in the sense of I used to people used to say like Jose everything you touch turns into gold like like he he goes to he applies to this school he got in he applied for that scholarship he got it he applied for that house guess what the mortgage got approved like like it's mm. like everything I touch turns into gold that's what the world sees but what they don't see is that I, I pray about every move I make so of mm. course it's gonna work out because God gave me the green light I mm. literally pray about everything from Lord, what should I wear today? Like, God, like, tell me, what should I wear? Let me look at the weather app, but you tell me, should I wear this? Should I wear that? To God, should I take this road? Should I not take this road? Which public should I stop at? Like, like I literally, I'm always talking to God 24-7. And I think that mm. has saved me a lot of disappointment mm-hmm. and a lot of time from mm. taking a detour. And so I see too many people who work hard and get no mm. sleep because they're trying to get that promotion at their job. Mm-hmm. But it's like, did you even ask God if that was supposed to be for you? Mm-hmm. And now you spent a whole year pleasing your boss and mm-hmm. showing up to every meeting, even the meetings that you didn't have to, to try to prove yourself why you get that. And then they actually hire somebody externally mm-hmm. instead of within the company. Mm. And I don't think... So I want to backtrack <laughs> because... You said just now, you know, everything I prayed for, I got, Mm -hmm. which I think is partially true. And the reason why I think everything you prayed for, you submitted before God. But then in that submission, you have humbled yourself to accept what comes next from Mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. And so even if it wasn't what you initially thought. You were you humbled yourself enough to accept what was um, given to you, I'm which confused. which so so <laughs> the way to break it down because you said whatever I pray for well okay well I'm sure that there could have been many houses that you wanted mm-hmm. that you saw that you've seen and there's probably a dream home that you have somewhere in the back of your mind but for the fitting time in humbling ourselves and seeing how it's worked out Lord this is a pathway that you want me to take mm-hmm. I'll take it Lord yes mm-hmm. and so it's not like I want the five-story man- five, uh, mansion that God gave it to me. It's just that in the submission of praying to God, you are not allowing, you are not aligning God to what you want. He's aligning you to what he wants for you. Yes. No, definitely. That's for the, sure. Because that's, that's the, what I'm because, talking about. So, yes. Everything I pray for, mm. God has given me when it aligns with his will and his word. And how do you know that? By reading his word, by spending mm. time with God and knowing the desires of his heart, his character, um, mm. and his character and things like that for me. Because I think that God, hopefully this makes sense. God has never told me no. Mm. He's either said not right now mm-hmm. or he'll just flat out close the door. And I'd be like, God, you could have said no, so I wouldn't have pursued it. Like, is that a no? No, the, the flat... The, it probably the is, but yeah. he hasn't, like... Like, when he speaks to me, it's just, like... I don't know. He's never said no to me. Mm. And that's why my mm. sister, who, whenever mm. I take in big leaps of faith, she's never questioned it, even though mm. it was, it's a crazy thing. Because she's like... God didn't say no to Jose, and so he's going to go do it, and he's going to be, like, I, when I get to a place where God gives me the green light, I no longer be like, okay, God, how? I'll just go do it, 
and I become unstoppable. I'm like, mm. I'm moving with or without the people around me because God said to do this mm-hmm. and that conviction for what God said to do. And I think because of mm. me, and Lord help me with this, because of me, I don't know how to say it without it sounding unbiblical. <laughs> Can you, okay, I'm going to say it and then you help me fix it. <laughs> Because of me saying yes to God, surrendering to God, and glorifying God in all that I do, I feel like God honors that and then gives me the things that I pray for. Yes, I can see where you're coming from. Like, God doesn't have favorites, but he does honor those who follow him. There's favor with his children. Because you follow, you become what you follow. You become like what you follow. And in conversation, in community, in communication, while you are connecting with the Lord and connecting to God, once again, that surrender part is big. Yes. Because you are surrendering and humbling yourself and knowing that God will will guide you along mm-hmm. this process. And then in terms your your perspective, your mindset as you continue to connect with him, it shifts and it's reflected upon how he views certain things mm-hmm. and what he feels is important for you yeah. to know and yeah. to understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think the key part of what you just said is about surrendering because in surrendering it's not God changing his perspective, it's just your perspective molding to his. Yeah, no, definitely. But I guess I'm trying to get at, like, God is a good, good father. He's great. There's been things with my own dad when we struggled financially Mm -hmm. that, you know, because it's my birthday, Mm. I didn't ask for it to be my birthday, but because it's my birthday, my dad bought me a new pair of shoes. No question. You know, and so because God loves me, sometimes he's going to give me things that I've been saying I want. Yeah. Maybe he didn't give it to me two years ago, but now he's like, okay, you're ready to get that now. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a parent, right? Some parents trust their kids at 16 to buy them a brand new car. Yeah. And then there's other parents like, I'm going to wait till you 18 to get you a car because mm-hmm. you're not ready yet. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like they didn't have to like earn it because the parent loves them enough oh, for and sure. trusts them enough, which I guess to get trust, to earn trust requires that. For sure. And so that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, he is a good, good father. Yes. And... Because I've been a good, good son. Nah, I no, think, I don't know how to say that. I think, I think there are, so I think there are benefits okay. and rewards for honoring your mother and father on earth. There's yes. benefits and reward for, for following God and serving mm-hmm. him and being aligned with his will. Like, don't negate the benefits. Don't negate how beautiful and how awesome and how tough it can be at times, but how mm-hmm. rewarding mm-hmm. it is. To follow God. Yes. Now, it is the yes. most rewarding thing that you could ever make in your entire life is to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's to be connected with the Almighty Father. Like, that is the greatest decision that anybody can make. And in that context, um, God gives good gifts to his children. Yes. Now, yes. if you are, <laughs> hopefully your response is to continue to walk in that honor. Yeah. But... Well, I've had to humble myself and get to a place that, God, if you don't do anything else for me today, Mm -hmm. after today, if you don't get me a bigger house, if you don't do anything else for me after today, 
I'm still going to honor you mm. and I'm going to still serve you because mm. you've done exceedingly and abundantly for mm. me. Mm. The things that I have now, God can take it away in the snap of a finger. Mm. And that's where I've had to get to where mm. I'm like, I can't be so prideful that mm. I like this is mine. You know how mm. kids, when they learn how to say the word mine, no, that's mine. But share mm. with your, no, that's mine. That's mine. And I've had to get to a place where I've had to mm. let go of the, that's mine because it's really our God. But what does he give? Think about the essence of that too. When you think about the essence of a gift, like giving a good gift, what is it if the gift only stays with you? What is it if a gift, if I give you a gift, and say, hey man, here's a brand new car. Mm-hmm. How, how? Yes, it can meet your essential needs. Yes, mm-hmm. it's gonna take care of that. But some of the most rewarding times you're gonna have in that car is when you offer a ride to somebody else. Yeah, when you can bless others. It's and when that's... you road trip. It's when you do certain things like and with other people. Like when the car is a blessing to more than just you. Mm-hmm. That's when we really cherish it. Because I believe that God also, when he gives me the things that I pray for, it's because he can trust me. The Bible says, if I can trust you with little, I can trust you with much. Mm-hmm. And so every time when we pray for the house mm-hmm. that we have, my sister and I's prayer wasn't, God, we're tired of paying rent. We want a house yes. now. Yeah. It was, God, we need bigger space to host people. Mm-hmm. Like, we need, we want to have a house mm-hmm. where we can, like, create a safe space where people feel at home like mm-hmm. like if there's a college student because we live in a college town that is struggling and they just need to get away from life yeah. in college yeah it's like we want to be able to create such a peaceful spot for them mm-hmm. to at least come and like and those were our prayers and so that's mm-hmm. why within um like the 30 45 day window of you filling out a mortgage application we were able to close mm-hmm. on the house so quickly Literally, mm. the, this was the only house we looked at and the only house that we signed. Mm. We didn't go look at any mm. other house at all. And I think to to humble yourself, uh, I, I'm reminded of the scripture that talks about, you know, if those people who are called by my name will humble themselves, turn away from their wicked ways, um, and, like, see my face, then I will turn, I will hear from heaven and, like, mm-hmm. bless their land or something like that, right? I'm, I'm butchering it, but <laughs> something along those lines. Um, but I, there's such a... It's humble yourself, exalt God, but mm-hmm. then also to turn. Mm-hmm. So you're, as you humble yourself, your feet should also humble themselves as well yeah. in action. Yeah. And there should be some form of response in action that shows humility. For mm-hmm. some people, it's asking for help. For some people, it's asking for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's, um, you know, turning from what you know we shouldn't be getting involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, but like there should be, it's humility is action based. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not just I feel humble today. Mm-hmm. Nah, bro, it's really, um, getting down on your knees, bro, washing people's feet, bro. Like it's mm-hmm. really that, um, and the greatest example. But if I had to cap our conversations about the H word which is humility, you know what I'm saying? It's the H word, humility. I think for me, what I'm learning about humility is that, number one, it is an essential component for all aspects of life. And parenting, knowing that I don't know a lot. (laughs) 
Um, in marriage, same thing. In business, same thing. In uh, my faith, my walk with God, same thing. Like to be to to continue to remain in a humble state makes the journey a great adventure. And that's good, and that's powerful that you you you're, mm. I guess, humble enough to realize that and acknowledge that and know that and mm. walk that out because, on the opposite end, it's there's a lot of people all the time that's like, oh my gosh, I'm inspired by Ashley and his wife's marriage. Oh my gosh, mm. Ashley makes it look so easy having two girls being able to travel, have a business like. Like, I need to pick his brain. Like, uh, he wakes mm. up at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. He works out. Like, like on the yeah. outside looking in, we're like, you got it. <laughs> yeah. You're at the gym. You're fit. You're healthy. You it's have a, a healthy a marriage. Your kids love you. You love them. Like, like it's just like, you know, for right. us on the outside looking in but to you. It has to, be, it has to be a humbling experience. Yeah. It has to remain a humbling experience. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, I'm humbled, bro. And I was even, this is this is why I think talking about humility is so powerful because I know we we have a mutual friend, um, this one close brother that that we know and that we kind of look up to in some senses about just how he's been able to live his life and be such a great example in family with what he's doing in his pursuits and helping the community and just different things like that. And so we've got a chance to connect with this individual, and you know he's been talking about recently how he had to be humbled. Mm-hmm. He had to be humbled in some situations, some serious, and that just gave that was just such a breath of fresh air to hear and to receive and to believe that, bro. It's okay to not know it all. It's okay to have it don't have not have it all together. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay to ask for help as a man. It's okay <laughs> to yeah. learn from others who are ahead of you. It's okay. You get what I'm saying? And even if you may be further along than others, not fooling yourself in thinking that you are too good to do what got you there Mm -hmm. because you will lose where you're at because you're not continuing to do what got you there. Yeah. Which is part of the essence why remaining humble is key. Yeah. And so I want to reiterate Mm. from what I said maybe three episodes ago, though. Uh, always ask yourself, are you being humble or are you hiding? Because a lot of us sometimes can hide behind humility and say that's why we don't want to put ourselves out there into Mm. the world when God needs you to put yourself out there so that he can use you in front of people. Mm. But if we're always behind the scenes and not willing to put ourselves out there because we don't want, you know, to sound um, cocky or whatever, then it's like we're limiting uh, uh, the gifts that we have with the world. In in context yes and no and yes i would agree with you because um you can you can still remain behind the scenes and be acknowledged sometimes like you can believe me like it in if the work shows for itself or if the actions over the words because most people as they're beating their chest and as they're they're being prideful they're also hiding Mm-hmm. They're hiding something, mm-hmm. but I think even if you're you're hiding in humility, that humility will eventually get you an opportunity to share what, what what you feel like is needed to be shared. 
Yeah. Just because of the state that it's in. Now, I would say that I don't know if it's so much mistaking being um, hiding and being humble um, as much as that as an intersection, as much as it is um, hiding and not want to look crazy. Going back to people's approval, mm-hmm. right? I think the bigger fear is is now we're talking fear. Like the bigger fear, I'm not saying anything, I'm not doing anything because I I don't know how they're gonna look at me. Mm-hmm. But that's not that's that's fear. Like mm-hmm. that is fear. Like we just need to get over the fear of people's approval. Yeah, and yeah. say what we need to say. But I think in humility, though, humility is still needed to say what you're gonna say. Yeah, and say what you have to say. Yeah, no, definitely. And I just say that because I have a lot of people, I love when it comes to branding and I have a lot of people who have visions and ideas and everything. And these are people who I've been talking to about their dreams. Actually, I stopped now uh, because of this. I've been talking to them about their dreams for over a year and they haven't executed on it. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I'm like, you really don't want to do it. Or, yeah, or it could just not be their time. It might not be their time, but then I'm like, well, when you get ready to execute, then mm-hmm. call me, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. But it's just... Um, and I think in that is is remaining humbled to know that, like, even though I have the best intentions for you, like, I'm still not the, the greater um, master master of this show. Yeah. You know, like, somebody else is in control of that. And whenever your time has come, your time is going to come. But I, I, sh- I need to remain humble that when your time comes... I'm still treating you with the utmost respect mm-hmm. as if you did it a year back. Yeah. Because it's, that I think is, it's, they know what's up. And they yeah. know if they're they're patient or not, or if they're they're not doing what they're supposed to do. But I think us being humble and approaching, approaching them with grace in that fact and love is a powerful thing. Y'all, we are here talking about the H word. We could talk about the H word all day. And one of the things that Jose and I um, would like to post to you, man, is like, you know, have you been humbled lately? Or in which areas that you need to be humbled in? You know, like where, where? It's, can, can, you, can you have a, a conversation with some people that you trust and know about humility? You know, can they be honest with you and let you know, man, you, you're not humble in this area. Mm-hmm. You're not like you you definitely more prideful than you are humble in this area. So please take time to reach out to somebody. And as we talk about the H word, please talk about the H word with somebody else. <laughs> and on that note, thank you so much for joining us on this Power Up podcast. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Woo! And as Woo! always, as we say, when life gets tough, power, power up. up. Woo! Yeah.